welcome to Bullpen Sessions, where you will learn the lessons from the athletes excelling at the highest level so you can take these same lessons and apply them to your sport, business, and life. My name is Andy Neary, and each week I sit down with current and former pro athletes and other professionals tied to the sports world where we dive into the mindset of those athletes excelling at the highest level, teaching you lessons you can apply so you can have massive success in your sport, business, and life. So do me a favor, grab your glove, grab a ball, take the mound, because you are about to strike out those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for oh so long. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. I am excited for this one. Uh, Not only are these two guys doing some amazing things, they're friends of mine, and uh, we're going to talk about something recently you guys did that was extremely cool. So with me today, I've got R.T. Custer, Jim Carter with Carter & Custer. Welcome to the Bullpen Sessions, boys. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. Nice to be here. Thanks for having us, brother. Yeah, you bet. Well, there's there's a reason I wanted to have you guys on, right? Um, You guys just recently... um, our, our acquired Fast Foundations, the mastermind, which we're going to get into because it's this is really cool what you guys have done. Not only have you been part of it as attendees, as members, as students, you now have acquired the rights to to run the mastermind for other entrepreneurs. So let's actually level set and let's just talk about our entrepreneurial journeys. I think the three of us have each had a unique journey to get there. And where I'd love to kick this off, RT, um, I think between the three of us, your journey started at a very, very young age, all the way back to your days at Penn State. So let's just talk about that. Why don't we start by, you know, just level setting saying, hey, where did your, how did your entrepreneurial journey start? And just kind of walk us through at a high level what that journey has been like. Totally. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. So uh, for me, I mean, technically, my entrepreneurial journey started when I was a little kid uh, growing up on a Christmas tree farm outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I was a fourth generation Christmas tree farmer. Um, and and my parents from a young age, you know, taught me everything I know about uh, sales and marketing and, and talking to people and customer service and all that stuff just, you know, once a year for uh, about 30 days selling Christmas trees. And, and that led me into, you know, I, I just got interested through my, my grandfather and my father showing me how all things worked, like all the machinery and equipment, you know, from a very young age, I was like, give me a chainsaw. Like I want to, how, how old do I have to be to, to use a chainsaw and, and cut down a tree? Um, and then obviously getting into that kind of stuff, you know, I had to learn how all those things work and how to safely operate machinery and equipment. And my parents noticed that I liked that kind of thing. And so I got into engineering, ended up going to Penn State and studied industrial engineering um, because I just, you know, I liked all that kind of stuff. And while I was at school, I I got recruited for a thing called College Works Painting, um, which is basically a multi-level marketing company in the in the painting space. So they hire college students to um, paint exteriors of homes um, in the summer for for a little side hustle, summer business. And that was my first real, like just me entrepreneurship. I'm on my own figuring this out. Um, and I started that when I was 19 and uh, did really well with that. Loved the the business side of that, hiring and training painters to actually do the work um, and then recruiting other people um, like my now business partner, Tyler. And 
uh, Vortec watch company. Um, he actually worked with me painting houses for a summer. That's how we met, started playing golf. As you guys know, a lot of business happens on the golf course. We had the idea for Vortec watch company, which was uh, my original venture out of college um, at the golf course um, at Penn State. And, and yeah, we, uh, you know, that that's really my journey up until now um, is is running Vortec watch company. And, you know, Andy, I've been on the show before. Uh, anyone listening, hopefully you've seen that episode. Um, basically we take antique american pocket watches and turn them into wrist watches we're one of the only american made watch companies like truly made in usa so um so that's what we do I, i've been doing that since i graduated school and you know just making luxury wrist watches having fun um and in 2020 started an advertising agency because honestly i thought people would stop buying watches um especially thousands of dollars watches during a pandemic Thankfully, nobody stopped buying watches. We sold more watches during the pandemic than we've ever had. And the agency took off and we merged the agency with Jim to have uh, Carter and Custer. So now I have uh, an ad agency with Jim and my watch company with Tyler. And that's my life. That's awesome. You know, I'm actually wearing my uh, Vortec yeah, I mean, watch watch today, Jim, all three of us can put it on. There you go. Not <laughs> to plug. Sense. I'm actually looking. I felt terrible. I'm like, I'm looking at which episode I had you on, RT. I'm like, what episode number is that? Oh, can yeah. I go back to? Yeah. It's, uh, I can tell you it is in the 30s. It was one of my early episodes that I had you on. Oh, come on. Yeah, and we did it in person here in the studio. I remember that. Yes, we did. Fun. Dang it. Well, I'm going to find it, and I'm going to plug it before this episode is over. And, <laughs> you know, I have to say, RT, you're one of the first human beings I've ever had a conversation with that said, I'm a fourth-generation Christmas tree farmer. Yeah, <laughs> pretty rare, pretty rare. And I don't I don't know any fifth-generation Christmas tree farmers because um, that is not the most profitable business in the world. Um, and, and But, yeah, I appreciate that. And and yeah, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of people say like, oh, I grew up on a farm and that's how I learned hard work. You know, I, I did that. I grew up, I grew up on a farm, um, but it was very different and unique in that just once one month out of the year was a ton of work. Um, and, and the rest of the time was prepping for that one big month, yeah. which is the holidays. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything comes in a matter of about 60 days. Yeah. Uh, Jim, what about you? You know, RT grew up more on the East coast. You grew up on the left coast. Uh, talk about your journey into entrepreneurism and, and how, you know, where you've arrived today, where the two of you have a, a thriving business together, which is so cool. Yeah, man. Thanks. Well, definitely not a fourth generation Christmas tree farmer, but I am a third generation Carter, as you can see from my name here. <laughs> and that's what I was actually thinking is I really got my entrepreneurial spirit from my grandfather, from from Jim number one, Jim, Jim senior. Um, not a lot of entrepreneurial um, in, in my family, but what I, he, he owned gas stations. Um, when, uh, when, when my dad was a kid, he, he would franchise and run different gas stations here in Los Angeles. And I remember having conversations with my grandfather as a little kid, and he would start to seed these these little little bits of entrepreneurial kind of wisdom and you know thoughts to me. And when he passed uh, a few years back, I was I was thinking about it with with the eulogy, like like what could I say? How how can I how can I actually reflect back? You know what it was that he gave to me, and I realized it was actually just being in the spirit of thinking differently. You know, not so much W two, but a little bit more how can I step into what I really want to do and do it differently than somebody else? And that's, that's really what it was when I, when I became kind of like an early teenager, I just had this passion for computers. I just, I've, I've been in tech my entire life. And as I started to evolve that and figure out ways that I could do more, 
um, it was actually one of my scoutmasters in the Boy Scouts of America who he was a computer repair technician and he would drop off parts um, at, at my family's house and he'd, he'd give them to my dad and be like, see if Jimmy can put these together, and, you know, have some fun. And I did. I ended up having the best computers on the block. And it was really an opportunity for me to just try new things. And I loved the ability that I could just create. Right. I'm I'm not so much like a plumber, you know, that kind of a tradesman, but I found that with with hardware with computers or with software using computers, I could build anything I wanted. And that was just fascinating to me. And I picked that up and I ran with it. So right out of high school, I, I started programming, started picking up languages, uh, doing contract work. I started my first business when I was 18. And I had a blast just building things and getting creative and, and trying new things. And that gave me an opportunity to do something a little bit different. So I would I would connect with new people. I would help them with their ventures. Um, I would pick up ventures on my own. So I really did pick up entrepreneurism uh, a lot really early. And with that, that led to phenomenal contacts and, and working on some really big projects. Um, since then, I've worked with Fortune 50, even Fortune 10 companies to help them launch and just do really big things. And it's it's been so much fun. But I got to that point where I was tired of building. I probably put like 15 plus years into just being a programmer. And I floated between going back to studio work and then also doing my own thing. And I just felt I had a lot more inside of me. So it was right around, let's just say 2013, 2014. Uh, my daughters were growing. We were, uh, we were living up in the Bay Area and I was kind of living that tech entrepreneur in the San Francisco Bay Area dream. And I just realized something was kind of missing. I just, I just wasn't sure what it was. And I found this opportunity to start using what I did really well for charitable reasons. And that just sort of like lit my soul on fire. The, the ability for me to take what I knew and sort of pay it forward in a very small way just gave these massive returns, right? Nonprofits typically won't hire high level technical consulting or oversight because of the cost involved. So they put that off towards the end and there's this there's this diminishing return on how much that can help them because now they've they've grown. It's just not a profitable endeavor when you're giving donors money. And I realized, well, what if I just took what I knew and I started doing it without more expectation? Like like what if I just gave a little bit more than I thought I could? And that just opened the floodgates for so much more. And Andy, we talked about this on, on one of the past shows as well, how that trickle effect has helped. And with that spirit, it has opened so many more doors than I ever could have tried to get into myself or, or even invested in personally. And it's connected me with really great like-minded individuals like the two of you guys. And because of that, the more that I showed up and the more that I pivoted professionally to building startups with more of an altruistic mindset and um and passion uh it's put me in the right rooms like truly the right rooms that have allowed me to thrive and because of that i had joined a mastermind um i had met you andy i had met rt and uh the rest is kind of history we since then, uh, as rt alluded to i also had launched a digital marketing agency and i found that all the things that I wanted to do, I, I, I wanted to continue, but the things I didn't want to do were holding me back. And RT and I were very flipped in that case. The things that I didn't want to do, he loved. Things that he didn't want to do, I loved. And we just found that we could really merge our teams and uh, and have a blast doing it. 
and here we are. We're we're running our digital marketing agency, having a great time, serving really great clients, and uh, we've got an incredible network uh, to back us up. No, I, you know, to plug both of you, if you guys, anybody listening wants to go deeper into the two conversations I had with RT and Jim, uh, Jim, your episode's 23, RT was episode 61. So if you guys want to go deeper and learn their story, both of them are very, very cool stories. In fact, I am sitting here with two gentlemen who are not all that old, who both have buildings named after them. Jim, you've got a school in Ghana, RT, you've got... Uh, I, I'm forgetting where is the where is the school out east for Watchmakers? Yeah. Uh, Odessa, Delaware. It's outside of Dover. Yeah, and that's all because you guys just are so hell bent on giving back, which is is so cool. Well, let's let's talk about the mastermind before we get into Fast Foundations. What is it? How does it work? How did we meet? Because yeah, that's where I met you, Jim. RT, I met you because Amy knew Lindsay, and then Lindsay told Amy that. Her, her boyfriend, RT, is starting this mastermind in Fort Collins. That's how you and I met. Um, as entrepreneurs, either one of you can chime in here. Talk about the power of masterminds. I think there's a lot of people out there who still don't know what the heck a mastermind is. Talk about the power of a mastermind. And if you are an entrepreneur, which could be very lonely, why is it so important to surround yourself with other people? Yeah, it's an awesome question, Andy. And I, we've been fielding this question a lot just from, from people who – you know, they're like, Hey, like fast foundations, mastermind, like that sounds, that sounds interesting, but like, what is it? You know, like we're, you know, just all that stuff. And so it, there's different ways to, to run a mastermind, but the core concept and the why of a mastermind for me and why I've always wanted to be part of one um, is it, it's amazing to get that many like-minded people in the same room with one singular goal, which is to help each other. And, it's, it's hard to do that. You know, in most environments like that, um, networking as a good example, if you try to host a networking event um, or even have like a webinar that's all about networking and meeting other people, I've, I've found that everyone's selling themselves or their services to everybody else in the room, you know, and that's why most people are there. It's, you know, networking is like, it's an opportunity for sales. It's an opportunity to make new connections. In a mastermind, it's similar in that you have, you know, in Fast Foundations, it's 50 people in the one that, that you joined originally, Andy, that, that the original concept was like 10 people. Um, the most, the biggest one in the world is Vistage. And there's like millions of people in Vistage groups and they meet once a month. And there's, I think, 12 people in those groups. But the concept is that you all are kind of on the same level. You know, you have a similar amount of revenue in your business. You have similar problems. You have similar size of teams, something that, that you know, you have in common. But there's also massive differences between you and everybody else in the room. Either everybody's in different industries or everyone has, you know, different in initial problems that they start with that, that they need help with. Um, and the beauty of it is that someone else in that room, whether there's 10 people or 50 people in the room, someone else in that room has the answer to one of the biggest questions or problems that you have. And they're going to give it to you for free because that's the point is that concept of as the tide rises, all ships rise. That's the entire premise of a mastermind is let's help each other with nothing at stake. And we can be honest and transparent and open and say, I have this really big problem in my business that I'm kind of afraid to share with my employees or my, even my business partner. How do I do this? 
someone else in that group has done that, has experienced it, has went through the same thing. And they're going to be like, you know what? Here's what worked for me. Here's what didn't work for me. Don't do this. And, um, and let's talk it out as a group and, you know, throw around different ideas and solutions. And by the time that mastermind meeting or event is over, you can go home and implement that solution to your problem. And the follow-up is that group of accountability, right? You have 10 to 50 people that's like, okay, we helped you solve that, that problem or we answered that question for you or with you, then what? You know, a month later, like, did it work out? What, what do we follow up? People are, you know, texting and you guys have felt this too. People, you get a random text message from someone in your mastermind say, hey, that thing you brought up, did it work out? How, how are you doing? Are you okay? Everything good? That doesn't happen often for a lot of us, especially as business owners, it's really lonely. So for me, that's really the why is that that group accountability and that group problem solving and the really core concept of as the tide rises, all ships rise. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, with Fast Foundations, it was interesting. I think I come from the insurance industry and I think everybody in the insurance industry, for the most part, feels like they have to surround themselves with other insurance folks. And I was, you know, nervous as hell when I joined the first Fast Foundations because I'm like, I'm going outside my comfort zone of I'm so used to just hanging out with other insurance professionals. What's this going to be like coming, um, get, being in the room with people from all different walks of life, industries, you name it. And I will tell you, it is the best thing I ever did because that's when my marketing took off. That's when I realized there's a whole new way to do this. And when you are just stuck in the industry you grew up in, you can get really sheltered as to how things operate in the, in the business world. So Jim, let's talk about your first experience with Fast Foundations, because you and I were both part of round number one, the first one that uh, Chris and Lori ever did. Um, what was it like for you jumping in that mastermind? When you, when you hit the pay button, you hit the, you know, you, you officially signed up. What was that like for you um, taking that jump into Fast Foundations? Oh, it was terrifying, but the reason it was terrifying was because I knew that I needed to do it. Right. And uh, it, it's, it's such a parable of life. Like, right. The, the more comfortable we are, the more complacent we are. But the minute that we actually take a leap and try something that scares us a little bit, it's like, well, maybe there's a reason that I'm feeling that. Right. And I didn't understand at the time, but in hindsight, it's crystal clear. And I, I can viscerally remember the moment that I actually did pay for it because I was asking myself all the questions. I'm like, can I really afford this? Is this really the right move? Is this something that I really want to do? Um, am I ready? You know, and you, you just, you go through this, these stages of self-doubt and question yourself. But once you commit to it, you're like, all right, well, now I'm putting my future self on the line to make myself show up. So when I actually got into the room, I was like, okay. The, the, this this is me you know i just i need to be me i need i need to ask questions i need to be vulnerable like this is what i invested in you know we were talking about kind of like where the concept of a mastermind came from napoleon hill made it really really kind of like put it on the map and there's a quote that he put out there that i love which is just that success does not come without the cooperation of others right and we're talking of like this 100 year old quote and some of the godfathers, you know, of, of, of the mastermind kind of concept is like Henry Ford and Harvey Firestone and Thomas Edison, amongst many, many others. And when you when you think about it, you're like, we, these are the titans that built America. These, these are people in their industry who they're regarded for being fearless and going for it, but they didn't go at it alone. 
right? So why should we, <laughs> you know, especially in this work from home as a primary kind of world, it gets lonely. So the ability to think about, okay, I'm ready to show up. I'm ready to get back in person. I'm ready to break bread with people to have these conversations. The fact that it was in person, that we had mentors that we trusted and that we believed in and that we could aspire to be more like, you know, one of the things that drew me to Chris and Lori Harder was, was their philanthropic side. You know, I was just sharing that I had spent so many years in that recent term of really thinking in that mindset. And I found them because of their philanthropy. It allowed me to then sort of visualize where I wanted to, to put my focus, how I wanted to show up more. So yeah, it was terrifying, but it was everything that I needed. And I found like anything, you put the reps in, you keep going, you you get better at it. And the more that I started asking questions, the more that I was a little bit more vulnerable, the more that I showed who I was, that's how you and I connected, Andy. Like we ended up sitting together at one of those dinners and we got to know each other better. And now we're what, two years and change of having accountability calls every week, every single week, every week. And look at what it's done for us. Yeah. But if I never would have hit that purchase button, if I never would have showed up in the room, if you hadn't, who knows what, what would life have been like? Right. So <laughs> I don't want to live yeah. in future regret. And that's why I was so excited to do it. But yeah, man, it was, it was terrifying in the beginning. And that's how I knew that it was the right move. Yeah. I can remember when I called Chris, cause I had uh, first heard him on his podcast, right? Um, at the time it was called, uh, uh, for the love of money today, it's the Chris Harder podcast Chris Harder show or Chris Harder show, show excuse me. And I even asked him, I said, dude, I have no idea if I'm a fit. I don't even have a business. I have an idea. And he was kind enough to let me in and the rest is history. And so, yeah, I mean, Chris and Lori, I think, have been massive mentors for the three of us on this call. It's probably you two made the decision that you wanted to keep the legacy of Fast Foundations going. I got a question, let's, a fun question to ask. RT, I'll start with you. When you and Lindsay, so you, you and Lindsay signed up together for Fast Foundations, which was really cool. Can you go back, because we're going back a couple years now. Do you, do you remember a moment at one of the live events on one of the calls where you were like, yeah, this is exactly why I joined. Do you remember, do you have any specific moments you can talk about? Yeah. Um, you know, probably the, the biggest, the, the thing that stands out the most to me and, and you guys talked about Chris and Lori Harder a lot, and that's, you know, like the, the bond we've created with them. And, and for me, especially with, with Chris, um, has been worth every cent times a hundred. I mean, you know, he's, he's really the person that, I mean, and all you guys really have throughout all the masterminds is like, Hey, you should really charge more for your watches. Like, <laughs> please charge more. And he was so, um, blatant about it where he was just like, listen, I'll buy a watch if you charge three times as much, but you can't just charge me three times as much. You got to charge everybody that much. Um, he's like, these are too cheap. Like, it's just not, it's not my thing. You know, I'm used to buying Rolexes for tens of thousands. Like, why would I buy a watch for only 1500, you know? And, uh, and, and so I, I think back to like the connections that we made with them and just like that, those vulnerable conversations where you can receive feedback like that um, in, in a way that's really productive and you remember it. Um, and sometimes you have to receive feedback like that lots and lots of times 
but a lot of times you have to be like open-minded enough to, to see it and, and feel it. And you have to understand like who you are and, and get vulnerable, get deep enough to, to really receive that feedback. And that's the other great thing that, that they did with the mastermind that, that we really want to bring back in, in all the ways, which is it's not just business. It's not just like listening to speakers talk about like very specific business oriented things on how to grow your business. It's also, you know, um, getting vulnerable, getting comfortable with who you are as a person. And so my, my big memory is like in the, we were on the top floor of a hotel in Southern California. I forget where, um, Jim, you might remember it was the first time we did it. And Lori walked us through like a breath work visualization thing, almost like yoga, but like, like mindset, there was music playing that was like super intense. And she was almost like, um, she was almost like, like guiding us through this meditation basically. And it was kind of warm in the room, the sunshine's coming in. We're all like separated. I was right there next to Lindsay. We're, we're kind of like doing this all together as a big group. Um, and very outside my comfort zone. Like I had done yoga before, but I had never really like done mindset work like that before. Um, and I remember getting like really emotional in, in the sense of like one of the things that Laurie said was like, you are worthy. And sometimes it, you know, to my earlier point, it takes a long time to really like hear that and understand it and feel it. Um, but you got to get outside your comfort zone and do some of those things, especially in a big group like that to be like, wow, okay, we are bigger than just, you know, some couple from small town, Colorado, like, we're here in one of the largest cities in the world with famous people doing cool shit. <laughs> we are worthy and we can totally do anything. And so that's that's really the big thing for me, the, the biggest one I remember of like, okay, I'm really, really happy and glad that I, I did this because I wouldn't have ever had experiences like that if I hadn't. Well, and I, I know exactly the moment you're talking about because I had texted Lori right after and said, hey, is there any way to can I get access to that music? Cause if I remember she talked about the visualization of like walking up and the spaceship was waiting for you because it was taking, taking you where you're headed. Yeah. And, and I, it was, it was like out there shit, like stuff that like, <laughs> you know, like the stuff she was saying, I was like, okay, this is weird, but I'm just going to go with it because <laughs> I feel like we're getting somewhere with this. And the music was super intense. Like it was, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't like electronic music. It wasn't classical. It was like some kind of cool blend of everything. It was awesome. Um, it, 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 allowed, was it allowed you to paint a really cool picture in your mind. I think that's yeah. what, what the key was. Jim, how about you? What Do you have a moment you can look back on and go, I remember that saying, this was the moment when I'm like, this is exactly why I joined this group. Yeah, my, mine was actually very similar. I, I got a lot from Lori very early on too. And I, I think this is why RT and I have, have blended where we want to go because we realized that we had a lot of the business acumen. We, we had so much more than we were giving ourselves credit for, but it was, it was fixing what was up here. Um, and it was really the very first event. And I remember the first time, uh, <laughs> uh, I, Andy, you were there for this, but the, um, uh, <laughs> Zumba gym comes up all the time, right? And <laughs> I know we're just on my camera right now, but man, it was funny. So the very, very, very first event, right? And reminder, I'd only actually met Chris and Lori maybe once. We casually had dinner with a group of friends um, at, at an event. I don't know, it was like the year before. And I'm sitting in the back of the room, right? And just picture me, you know, sitting there trying to figure out life, like, okay, what did I invest in? You know, I'm ready for this, but I have no idea what I'm doing. 
And Lori kicks off the whole event. You know, they, they start and she's like, okay, I have a question for everybody. Who wants to do something absolutely transformative? You know, and my dumbass just raises my hand and I'm like, sure, I'm in. And she's like, okay, I don't really know you, but yeah, you in the back, this person, this person. Brings us up to the front. I have no idea what I'm about to get myself into. And she says, entrepreneurship is about being on your toes, being flexible. And, you know, things happen and you have to be able to flex. You have to be able to adapt. So she's like, we're going to do a little exercise. All of you run a dance studio and you have a Zumba class that's about to start in two minutes and your instructor is gone. So you need to teach Zumba to everybody that's in this room starting now. And I was just like, wait, what did I sign up for? <laughs> like, you completely threw me off. And I remember raising my hand. And I was like, I got a question for you, Laurie. And she's like, yeah. I was like, what Zumba? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> Everybody lost their mind. They're like, this is going to be good, right? Bald guy in the front who is having trouble standing up, right? <laughs> Almost ready to fall over is going to teach us how to dance. And I figured it out. Right. And we all laughed and it, everybody was horrible. It was, it was so funny. It broke the ice. It was all so quick, but I sat back down dripping in sweat and I was just like, she's absolutely right. You, you know, you, until you put yourself in that position and until you just demystify that we're all human, we're all trying to figure it out together, but the willingness to show up and do it is what matters. And that day she took us through a very similar thing, which was like, self-worth and everything else. And for me, what I got out of it was I realized I had never given myself enough credit for all of the really great things that I had done. It, it was sort of like a, it was, it was a mix between being humble and being proud without having an ego. And once I actually accepted that and I was like, wow, I just, I'm, I'm the kind of guy where like up until that point, if you would say thank you for something, I would say, don't worry about it. You know? And then I was like, well, why am I doing that? Like, you're welcome is actually the right answer to that. Like, I'm proud of what I was able to help you with, and I'd love to be able to do it again. And it was all of those little shifts over time that just unlocked me. And between Lori helping me with that, so RT very similar to yours and, and you, Andy, and someone like Chris recognizing how good I was at what I was and lighting me up and, and providing me the respect of what he saw in me that I was struggling to see in myself. All of those things combined just flipped a switch for me. And from that point forward, there was no looking back. And it wasn't that I joined and I needed a bunch of business coaching and all these other things like that was all great. And I learned a lot, but it was just being in the room and being around other people who stretch you to think bigger that fundamentally changed me. And it's the reason that I stayed in the program for two years because I hadn't found anything objectively better and I needed the accountability. I needed to keep showing up. But the more I kept showing up, the more things kept coming my way. And because I was finally proud of what I knew I could do, I accepted them rather than deflecting them. Yeah, no, I, you know, both of you have referenced Lori as moments with Lori where she has opened the space in your mind of what's capable. And what I love about the both of them, you know, I think that's one of her, her absolute gifts. And with Chris, it's the the accountability to seeing the greatness in you, but also holding your ass accountable that you're you have to achieve it. I can remember my moment. And for those that are slang sensitive, you're not gonna like this statement. But I, I remember the first the first uh mastermind, it was the celebratory dinner at the end. 
And I'll never forget, we're standing there having cocktails before the dinner. And Chris was actually looking at somebody else, but I was standing right next to this gentleman and he might as well have been saying it to me. And he, he, he looked at him and he said, quit being a fucking pussy and start thinking bigger. And I, for me, it was that punch in the face that I needed because up until that point, honestly, I'm probably somebody who put myself in this nice little box, right? Like, oh, just do it this way. Stay calm or stay within your convenient, your comfort zone. And it was that statement when he said that I realized that is the moment everything changed for me because I said, if I'm going to actually build this business, I have to start thinking bigger. And so it's just that one statement for me that really unlocked. I'm like, stop being such a wuss and, and start taking risks, start thinking bigger and start taking the action you need to get there. So, I mean, those two have been for all three of us, just mentors, Chris and Laura, if you're listening, there's three, three gentlemen here who have, who have a lot to uh, thank you for. So let's get into fast foundations, guys. I want you guys to talk about, you know, why you decided to, when Chris and Lori said, Hey, this is our last one. And for the last two years, they've been virtual because of the pandemic, but you're, you're going to bring them back live, which is awesome. One, what made you guys decide, you know what, we got to keep this going. And number two, let's just get in to talk about what the heck is Fast Foundations. If people are listening, what's, what do they need to know to say, yes, this is a group I need to be a part of? Absolutely. So um, you mentioned Lindsay earlier. Um, this was all her idea. So um, we have we have her to thank for that. Um, Jim and and his wife Val and, and myself and Lindsay were all in Vegas um, for a couple of days doing some some client work, and then you know we decided to to hang out for an extra day and and um, you know just celebrate in Vegas, celebrate life, right? And we're on the plane on the way back and. I was just, I was saying, you know, it's, I, I don't know how to get my, my fix of like helping other people at this point, because, you know, I, I was, I was almost like complaining about how awesome my life was. It's just like, you know, I, I, I sell luxury watches to, to people just accidentally on Shopify, right. It just happens. Um, built that business. It's great. You know, knock on wood, everything's going really well and um, partnered with Jim and, it, you know, it's, it it's been easier to get bigger clients than, than I thought it was. And um, when I started an agency, I was, I was trying to help people for, you know, like smaller budgets, like a thousand, two thousand dollars a month, just like trying to figure out like, okay, how do we move the needle for, for, for a smaller business? And I love that like startup phase. I love, you know, the, the, in the trenches when somebody has an idea from, from idea to, to profitability, I just love that process. And I was like, you know, we, we, as an agency, we can't really help as many people like that because we have to charge enough to have, you know, when we have dozens of employees now. So like we, we have to work with bigger businesses. And, you know, we had talked about Fast Foundations earlier in that, like, Chris and Lori decided they just they wasn't part of their thing anymore. They like they had to move on to other stuff um, and they were on to bigger and better things. And she was just like, well, like, why don't you buy Fast Foundations? And I immediately played it all out of my head. I was like, OK, this is that. OK, huh. And I texted Jim from the plane. I'm like, random idea time what if we bought fast foundations and i don't know what you sent back jim we should probably screenshot that save it yeah uh, just a, a series of emojis and a like, bunch of like panic head, and you know. excitement and holy <laughs> yeah. shits and yeah How yeah because we realized you know it's just that, like yeah. exactly but what we realized you know and 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 
from her idea to like, okay, but practically like we can, I think the best way to put it is there's not a whole lot of ways in life where you can help a lot of people and make money at the same time. And this, this is one of them where, you know, obviously we have to charge for the mastermind. Um, but it's a, it's an entry level mastermind that that's, you know, great for, for a plethora of people. Um, we could put 50 people in it and, you know, we can get into like what it is, but it's a 50 person mastermind. Yeah, so five, free. RT, feel free. Get right into the details. For sure. So it's a uh, uh, 50 people for five months, two in-person events in the first month and the last month. Um, and the in-person events are about two days long. Uh, lots of different details on what happens in those events, but lots of speakers, um, lots of like little mini masterminds and accountability groups that happen. Um, lots of work sessions where you kind of figure out like, all right, let's unpack each problem that people have. Um, lots of getting to know each other and figuring out like who, who can help me with what. Um, and and then everything in between so like zoom calls with with speakers um in the months in between you also get coaches that are in the back of the room at the at the events but also um help each person so you get uh, 30 minutes a month with each one of those coaches just one-on-one -on -one, you and the coach and you can get you know deeper into the problems that you have with those coaches um and, and then an online community they used facebook groups we're going to use mighty networks um and and like that online accountability group of, of just like, hey, I got this random problem. I got this random idea. Um, let's talk it out. And in that community, all the resources, all the recordings of all the speakers from when Chris and Lori did it years past and from everything that we're going to bring in too, um, all that together in, in five months. Um, and it can be rolling. Like Jim said, he did it for a couple of years. I did two sessions myself. And, and, you know, I think that's pretty common is you just, you know, let's, let's do another five month session. So there's a month break in between. So you can basically do a full year of fast foundations and have, you know, these 50 people basically helping you, uh, win and, and figure it all out together. Jim, talk to us about the ideal avatar. What, who, what kind of entrepreneur that's out there that might be listening and who, who is this mastermind for? You know, we, we like to say that this is the quickest way to scale and grow your early stage business. And like our team was talking about earlier, you don't all have to be in the same industry. It's actually preferred that you get a variety pack, right? Like Andy, you and I have had accountability calls and every time we talk, we clearly are doing different things, right? Our T and I are scaling a digital marketing agency. You are serving people with their brand voice and 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 helping people in your industry. And but there's there's so much similarity in the core things that drive a business, right? Everybody has very similar, not necessarily problems, but they have challenges that maybe they haven't asked the right questions about yet. So this can be anybody from podcasters to authors to people who work with social media to online product marketers, people who run CPG companies, to public speakers, to people who just have a side hustle who found a little bit of early success. Uh, there have been people who have joined that have been in the real estate industry. There are people who fundamentally are startup founders that are taking VC funding. So it doesn't really matter what your business is. What matters is that you're getting in the room and you're asking the questions that you need to get answers from a community that wants to support you. And that's what we're so excited about is RT has just a ton of experience in the CPG space in, in strategic marketing, everything from 
new ideas that are coming up to permission-based marketing. You're just doing it traditional, which works. And then you include me, who I've got two decades of being a coder and building more websites and things that I can count in big enterprise type systems. So you take my technical experience and acumen along mixed with my, my charitable efforts, you take the CPG and the digital marketing side, and you have our entire agency, which are so excited to pour into this. And you've got really, really good teachers who want to see you win. And we're really targeting people who aren't necessarily just trying to get into business for the first time. Like we want, we want you to be in that room. If you already have something, you're already collecting money in some form. It could be as little as, you know, five grand a month, maybe, maybe, maybe 20 a year, but up to about the half a million mark. Because what we find is that bridging that chasm and getting to over that point is when you really have to ask those big questions. And a lot of times you just don't know what you don't know. And that's okay. We were all in that same spot too, all three of us. But to really get to that next level and to start to get that early growth under control, find the right team, find lifelong partners, vendors, confidants, accountability people, that's really what we're looking for with this group. And those are the people that we're so excited to find and to help through this program. Yeah, no, I can speak <clears throat> for myself. I think a couple mistakes people make when they they look at masterminds. I I hear it on in the insurance industry when I run some of my group programs. Who else is going to be in it? And that that's just a bad bad place to start from because it doesn't matter who's in it. You're there to not only learn, but you're there to help others grow as well. I think that's the first place you got to start with. And that and to both of to, to what both of you said. It's not just about what you're going to learn, what's on the agenda. It's the conversations in the hallway. It's the conversations at dinner. Jim, you and I have been accountability partners for two freaking years from the first mastermind. Like it, those, that is where the gold is and the, the relationships. Heck, you two met at a mastermind and now you have a business together. I mean, that is where the gold is in these masterminds. So I'm going to ask you one more question and I'm going to spin it back to Jim first. If there's somebody sitting out there, Jim, who's got, you know, they are new to their business, they're just getting in, maybe they've hit some hurdles, go back to that moment when you were hesitant about signing up. Knowing what you know today, Jim Carter, by the way, you know how Robert Griffith III is RG3? I think we need to start calling you JC3. I, I've been going by JC3 for quite some time, and it's my absolute favorite. Rolls that's, off the tongue, literally, easy to type in Slack. It's, yeah, it's his Slack name. Like, you can't I think everybody else has their internal Slack. That's awesome. I'm the only joker that has that because I just set that up early on. It's, it helps if you create the Slack account. <laughs> yeah. 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 And quite the initials right, to have. Your, quite, quite the initials to have, by the way, JC. Um, what advice would you give Jim, the Jim Carter from two, three years ago that was hesitant to sign up for this, knowing what you know today and what, how long, how far you've come, what advice would you give the younger version of yourself? So a couple of things. One, you've got to honor where you've been, where you're at, but most importantly, you've got to respect where you want to go. And that was why I shared that piece of my story, which is I knew I saw that I had so much more ahead of me, but there were pieces of me that were afraid to ask those questions, or I didn't know where I, I could go to, to ask those questions. And you've, you've got to call your shot, right? So I decided it was time. 
and I was going to do whatever it took to get me there. Not necessarily at whatever cost, because I still had to honor, you know, I'm a family man, we have kids, we, we have a mortgage, but I needed to make sure that I was showing up in a way that my future self wouldn't be disappointed. And as soon as I got crystal clear on exactly where I wanted to go, you know, whatever works for you, works for you. Vision boards, putting post-its up, um, big whiteboards, drawing it out, meditation, journaling, but you, you've got to pick something. And for me, it was when I would read my girls a story at night or when I would tell them that they, they could do anything that they want, that they were meant for more, you know, all of these things. I started asking myself, I'm like, why am I not asking myself the same damn question? <laughs> I, I just, I, I never, it never dawned on me that I'm pouring into my children all of these values, but I'm, I'm already proud of what I've done, but I know I've got so much more. So for me, if I could go back and do it, it would simply be just believe that you have everything you need in here and you just need the right mentorship to help you get there. I love that. Absolutely. RT, what about you? Because you're somebody, since I've met you, I've admired, like, you look at risk and spit it, spit at it in the face. Like, you just go do it. You don't care. And you and you you figure it out. And that's one thing I admire about you. I feel like you don't fear risk at all, which is a great, a great trait for an entrepreneur uh, to have. Coming from that angle, going back to when you and Lindsay first signed up for Fast Foundations, what advice would you give your younger version of yourself? Yeah, I think thanks for uh, calling that out, Andy. I, um, I I don't know that I don't know this is the best trait in the world <laughs> to not be afraid of anything um, <laughs> and to just pull the trigger and and take huge risk all the time. Um, I it's worked out for me, but um, it's it's a roller coaster to say the least. Um, for instance, when we first when Lindsay and I first joined Fast Foundations. Um, we put it on a credit card and, you know, I, I can speak for myself. I, I maxed out one of my credit cards to, to join, which, um, which don't do, if you listen, don't do that. Um, but you know, we, it paid for itself, um, a hundredfold in so many ways. And the other thing you said that that's interesting and worth noting is, you know, it's like the people ask like, who else is going to be in the room? I think a lot of people ask like, who are these guys? Like who are, um, right now, it's like, who are RT and Jim to be leading, you know, these these 50 people through this mastermind? Just like when when we all joined, it was like, well, who are Chris and Lori Harder? Um, and and are, they, are they just influencers or are they actually going to teach me a bunch of stuff? And I, I had a bunch of those questions. Like I looked up to Chris. We had a couple of little conversations on Instagram. He had hundreds of thousands of followers. So I was like, ah, you know, like he must be cool. Um, but what I learned through that is like, they're just the guides like and that's all we are too like we're just the guides that put this thing on you get so much more as we've discussed from the 50 people in the group from the speakers that they brought in you know like i i'm i love that that chris and Lori created this for us um but I also got a ton from Nick, you know, we, 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 it's, it's, it's bad for us to not even mention Nick Harder. Like he's in the background actually making this thing happen. I learned so much from him and his mindset and all that stuff. Like, and that was totally unexpected, right. Is, is, you know, the, the guy kind of pulling the trigger uh, behind the scenes, you know, setting it all up for us, doing all the systems and processes and operations. You know, one, one of the biggest things I got from that first event is like, I need a Nick. Like I need somebody like an integrator to help me with all my crazy visionary 
stuff. Um, and that's how we got to gym, right? Is, you know, Jim and I work really well together because I, I do take those crazy risks. Um, but, but yeah, for, for me, I, I think it's ask yourself almost the question that, that Chris posed to you, that was like, you're, you're kicking the butt, Andy is like, are you like you are, we are made for more. We can be bigger than we are right now. We can think bigger than we are right now. And that's why I did it was, I realized, and Lindsay and I realized, and I remember the conversation, we're sitting on the couch looking at the sales thing, looking at how much it costs to join this mastermind, especially two of us, we're like, oh my gosh. And it's just like, right now we're in this little bubble in small town, Fort Collins, Colorado, where you know, there's just a couple of us, including you, Andy, here that, that get it and want to think bigger and, and believe that we're bigger than just this, this, this small city. And even if you live in, in LA, like Jim does, like there's, you, you still, you have to put yourself out there. You have to take risks in order to get that big reward that you want and feel bigger and actually be bigger. And so I would look at it as a challenge of you are worthy. Are you surrounded by those, you know, where they say you're, you are the, uh, like you are made of, of the five people that are around you and those, those kind of things, right. Is like, do you have that support system that you really need? And if not, could this be it for you? And that's it for me. Yeah. I, you know, I love what you said RT about the investment side. Cause I hear it all the time being a coach and consultant uh, is I hear, I have advisors tell me, well, I'm going to join your Academy when I get a little more revenue and I stop them and I say, listen, the best decisions you're ever going to make are the toughest decisions is to make the investment in you often when you don't have the money to invest. And I think for the three of us, it's not like we were all sitting on gobs of cash and saying, well, what am I going to invest in this year? Oh, fast foundations. That was all a, a, a large number for us to stomach. But we're sitting here and I don't say this to brag. I'm staring at two gentlemen. One has built a watch company to seven figures. The two of you are building a marketing agency to seven figures. I have a coaching business on track to hit a half a million this year. And all three of us sat two years ago going, okay, is this right for us or not? And we now have businesses that probably we honestly back then didn't know if we could possibly achieve. And so last question, guys, if somebody's like, hell yeah, I need to know more about this. What is the best way for somebody to reach out to you guys to learn more about Fast Foundations, get signed up? Obviously, the earlier do they do it, the better it's going to be for their pocketbook. What is the best way to reach out? Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, the two, two, two things you can do right now. Uh, so Fast Foundations is the name of the mastermind. That's also the domain name. So fastfoundations.com, all one word. Check it out. We have the entire program there. It goes into all kinds of detail about more about what's in the program, uh, the, the dates for the in-person events. It talks about the coaching. It talks about the support network, has more about us, all the things, even the history of the program. And if, if you're on the fence or if you're, even if you're just ready, you can also just text us, uh, at area code 310-496-3389. And one thing that we're off actually offering with this is if you're listening to this and Right now, we're recording this about February uh, 2022. Um, we are happy to offer some free strategy calls that are just quick little 20, 30 minute, like we'll jump in, we'll help you just fix one problem and we'll just see if this is the right fit for you for how we can support you. 
And if uh, if you text us the word strategy again to that number, 310-496-3389, we're more than happy to schedule a call, hear you out, answer whatever questions you have, and just make sure that this is the right room for you. So fastfoundations.com or shoot us a text and we would love to connect with you. Yeah, and the only thing I would add to that is you know, we spend a lot of time and thanks for giving us this time, Andy, to discuss masterminds in general. Um, if if Fast Foundation sounds sounds like the right fit for you, that's awesome. We love to meet you. We'd love to see you. But if if you're either above that, you know, half a million mark and, and it's not really the right fit for you or or you're just not really sure. Um, I think all three of us have other masterminds in our network. Um, and, and I can't say this enough to any small business owner, get in a room. I don't care what it is. If you join us at Fast Foundations, awesome. That's obviously good for us. So we'll make it good for you for sure. But there's tons of other masterminds. The concept of a mastermind is built to help you. Um, if you need help finding the right one, reach out to any of us, you know, and I'm speaking for, for you guys too, if you agree, but uh, LinkedIn message, Instagram DM, hit us up. And if, if this isn't the right mastermind for you, we'll help you find one just because I know I personally believe in the concept so much because you're totally right, Andy. It's literally what got us to where we are right now. Yeah, no, I, you know, and, and Chris, Chris and Lori Harder have literally helped hundreds of entrepreneurs uh, get their start. And um, I am so proud of you guys that you're going to continue the legacy by keeping the Fast Foundations Mastermind alive, which is which is so, so awesome. And so for anybody listening in, you've heard our three journeys into this Fast Foundations, what it's done for us both personally and professionally. I'll tell you what, it's the clarity, it creates confidence, and when you mix those two things, uh, in my opinion, it's game over. So guys, I want to thank you for your time. If you are an entrepreneur, and you think Fast Foundations might be a fit, please reach out to these guys. This is this it's changed our lives. We know it can be it can do the same three for you. So go make it happen today. Thank you for listening into this week's episode. And if you know of any other high achievers like yourself that you think would benefit from this episode, please do me a favor. Please share this with them. You would help me go a long way in sharing this message, getting this message out to as many people as possible. I'd be forever grateful. And if you really found benefit from today's episode, do me a favor. Go subscribe to the podcast. Give it a five-star rating. Leave a great review. It always helps to make sure that this podcast is getting in front of as many ears and eyeballs as possible. Thank you.